Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2403. I went on a diet. Here's what happened. Part two, by Sally Kazumchek of realmomnutrition.com. And I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Thursday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover nutrition, fitness, stress management, weight management, and more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, to get to my commentary, be sure you listen on after any ads to hear it. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday, so if you're new here or are skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 2402. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. I went on a diet. Here's what happened. Part two by Sally Kazumchek of realmomnutrition.com. From my meticulous tracking, I knew I wasn't getting enough calories, clocking in below 1,000 on my low-carb days. My body had shifted into survival mode. The crash. I muscled through to the end of the six-week program. By all accounts, I'd been a model student. I'd lost pounds and inches. I also felt like I was starving. The end of the diet coincided with Christmas, and cookies were everywhere. I was tired of counting grams and turning down what I wanted. It was the perfect storm, and I rebounded hard. For the next few months, I frequently ate past the point of fullness. At times, I felt almost frantic about eating all the foods I'd been missing. My gold jeans went back to the high shelf in the closet, and my pants grew tighter. Like so many before me, I gained back what I'd lost, and then some. I had joined the ranks of yo-yo dieters. I couldn't help but feel shame. Shame that I didn't trust my instincts and bail when I started to obsess. Shame that with all my knowledge and experience, I'd fallen into a trap I'd warned other people about. Shame that I'd punished my body like this. What I learned. 
I don't share my story to dissuade you from eating low carb, trying macro counting or carb cycling, or even seeking to lose weight. I believe you have the right to be satisfied or not with your body and the right to change or not how you're eating. I share my story because I learned a lot about myself in this process and there might be something in those lessons that could help you too. Lesson number one. For me, food tracking is triggering. There's evidence that some people who track eating or their fitness are at a higher risk for fixating on their diets and restricting their intake. Yet other research doesn't find this. In other words, it's individual. I know that logging what I eat makes me preoccupied with food, and that isn't healthy. Lesson number two. For me, low-carb eating is miserable. The longer I'm a dietitian, the more I believe that different ways of eating work for different people. One person's perfect plan is another one's exercise in deprivation and denial. Some thrive on a mostly meat and veggies diet but so many of my favorite foods are rich in carbohydrates, from berries and oatmeal to pasta and cookies. I don't want to live in a world where I can only have those foods on cheat days. I don't want to live in a world where I have to cheat at all. And lesson number three. For me, no jeans are worth it. Walking around in my gold jeans utterly desperate for an apple was an all-time low, and one I never want to repeat. Following this experience, I decided it was the last diet I'd ever go on, the last time I'd make changes that feel extreme to me. I'm sure I'll continue to adjust what and how I eat as I figure out what feels best as I get older. But being in larger pants, able to eat foods I enjoy, and not fixate on the grams of carbohydrate in an apple or piece of cake is a trade-off I'm 100% willing to make. That said, I recognize that my goals were only aesthetic. I wasn't trying to wean myself off diabetes medication or lower my blood pressure. I understand that some people may have health-related reasons for making changes to what they eat, and I respect that. My message for you. This was my experience. Yours may be different. Nobody's the same. It's okay if something works well for you and not for me. It's okay if something feels right to your best friend, but awful to you. There's nothing wrong with you if your experience is different from someone else's. It's also okay to bail on something you thought might be helpful, but turns out to be harmful to your mental or physical health. My approach has always been to share what works and doesn't for me and my family, so you can make the decisions that feel good for you. But I will tell you this, be kind to yourself. That includes being kind to your body. Eating when you're hungry is kind. Nourishing yourself so you have energy is kind. Enjoying your food is being kind. Starving yourself is not. You just listened to part two of the post titled, I Went on a Diet, Here's What Happened, by Sally Kazumchek of realmomnutrition.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So, 
When you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Did you catch Sally's second suggestion? She said that different ways of eating work for different people. One person's perfect plan may lead to feelings of deprivation and denial in others. In yesterday's commentary, I mentioned that when researchers study what makes some so successful when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off, they discovered it isn't about having more willpower or better genetics. Instead, it came down to a couple of things, and Sally's advice was spot on. Researchers found if individuals were able to find a nutritious pattern of eating that they could tolerate, dare I say actually like, and a meal plan that suited their lifestyle and their food likes and dislikes, then they were more successful at losing weight and keeping it off. Plus, they make sure to plan these meals ahead of time and make sure they have the ingredients for these meals stocked in their home. All of these behaviors made it easier for them to stick to their plan over the long term, basically for life. And of course, they find time to stay active. Moving the body in a structured way is a non-negotiable. And here again, finding activities that they enjoy is key because then they're more likely to stick to them for life. See, there's no magic to it. You can do this. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for being here and listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.